If you want to turn an additional 30% of the traffic to your website into leads, this is the show for you. And we're going to show you how to do it right now. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. If you want even more in-depth knowledge, sign up for a weekly mastermind for only $100 a month. That will be in the link below. All right, so I'm sitting here with Pete Thorpe with MinutePages.com. He's going to tell us how to get back more of our leads. He is also an active realtor with real brokerage in two states and is still producing, and he's also wholesaling nationwide. Pete, we're super stoked to have you on the show today. Let's just kick it off. Like what gave you the idea to start MinutePages.com? And we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds good, Sam. Thanks. Appreciate uh, being on the show. So the, the the idea for Minute Pages really came about because I was just tired of kicking out all these referral fees to these companies that are just in your pocket all the time. Stale data, old data, somebody clicks on a random site for a house that they see that's listed for sale for like $100,000 in a $400,000 market. It's just garbage information. But the corporate referral partner catches it, kicks it over to you, and they're like, hey, we want 30, 33, 30, it's 33 to 40% now, and they want that for the next however many years, and they're going to hound them down and track you down to pay it, even though they, you know, yeah, the person clicked on a button, but they didn't do anything for it, so I was just aggravated as all, all could be with that, so we uh, kind of had a conversation with a couple other friends uh, that were in the marketing business, and they said, well, you know, we've got this thing we've been working on, and I think we could maybe apply it over here to real estate. So we got to talking and about a little over a year ago, year and a half ago, we got everything done, got it launched, started doing a proof of concept and uh, it's been pretty successful for us so far. Um, and we're starting to just see better and better results as we refine the product and bring it out to the market. What are the benefits of MinutePages.com? Why should the audience listening right now check it out? The biggest benefit is that you're able to collect up to 30%, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, of the anonymous visitors that hit your site. So when people start looking, as they're starting to look for whether they want to sell their house for cash, or uh, we are about to roll out agent pages with IDX features. So when they start thinking about wanting to buy a house, they land on your site, they're looking around, they're shopping, but they're not going to do anything. They're going to go ahead and look at the next site down the street and the next site. And then eventually on that one day, when they're ready to press the button, they will. But well, imagine what would happen though, if you started retargeting those people and you had all those people that hit your site and now all they're seeing is you, they're just going to think that you're the only person to talk to. So you're going to basically get in front of them the minute they start thinking about it. And then you're going to stay in front of them until they're actually ready to make a move. And you're going to be the one they see all the time. So that is the, that's the genius in what we've got set up. So when you say retargeting, are you tracking them with a Facebook pixel and retargeting through social media or just give me a better idea what you're talking about there? So when we actually capture their information right now, we actually just started doing some more additional work where you can get even more refined and tighter with what we're getting. But right now we collect a name, an email, and the mailing address of the person that basically landed on your site and looked around. From that standpoint, you can take that email address and turn it into a retargeting campaign on Facebook, or you can start retargeting on Google for pay-per-click ads, uh, or you can just drop them into a regular drip campaign. You can do that kind of anonymously, put them into a drip campaign about market information in their area uh, and send that off to them. So basically, once you've got them, you can start targeting them that way. You can also call like the next day or the next week, because obviously you're not going to want to say, hey, I, I saw that you're on my site. And like, I didn't leave any information. How'd you know? 
<laughs> so you call, you know, a day, two days, a week later, uh, and you approach them a little bit differently, just saying, hey, I'm a, either if you're an investor or even an agent, uh, you approach them with that kind of soft thing. Uh, are you interested in selling your house? You don't know who might be. Uh, would you like a market valuation for what's going on in the area? So it's a softer approach, and it gets you in front of them. And then, like I said, at that point, once you've got their email, you're going to be able to follow them around anywhere. Gotcha. So retargeting is just part of the marketing strategy, but you're actually pulling the name, the address, and the email, and potentially the phone number, it sounds like. And if you're not pulling the phone number, you could just skip trace it and get it anyways. So you're getting all the pertinent information from these people simply because they're visiting the website, correct? Absolutely. And we do have the ability to skip trace within the within the uh, dashboard right now, so you can skip trace for that phone number. Um, and we are the new component that I was talking about earlier. Uh, we're going to start actually collecting hash data right from the device, which is going to up our um, our contact rate and the how effective and efficient it is. And we're going to be able to pull in even more data points than we pull in now because it's going to be coming off of the actual device that the user is connecting with. So we're going a lot more deep, a lot more technical, and going to be able to pull a lot more pertinent information. That's going to be fantastic for real estate people and for marketers. Absolutely. You're definitely getting more tactful because what the hash data is, is not something I'm super familiar with. So I would love for you to give me like a layman's explanation, what that means and what kind of power it could give to a business. Absolutely. So hash data is really the data that your device, like your phone or your laptop or your desktop, uses when it communicates with other devices out on the Internet. So when you're actually accessing a website, it's going to say that this is Tim's phone. This is uh, Tim's desktop, his laptop, whatever it is. There's this what's called hash data that is tied to that device. And it also is tied to you. Um, and that information gets propagated out there. There's a whole bunch of other data points on the back end. But essentially, it is the website being told that, hey, this is Tim's phone. So we know it's Tim. And then we can pull the other information from public data, databases, and whatnot. But essentially, it's just a much tighter recognition of who accessed it, where they were, what they were doing. And then obviously out, you know, big data that exists out there everywhere right now on Amazon, uh, Google, anywhere, they all know exactly how much you make, how much you sleep, all that stuff. They have all that information. So we're essentially getting a chunk of that info uh, and applying it to whatever you happen to be looking for. So if you were shopping for a car, uh, is, is probably a good example, even though it's not real estate. You go look for a car, you're going to look for the nearest Ford dealership or a Chevy dealership, and you're going to see there's four of them. Well, if you look at all four and you don't decide to do anything today, you're going to go this weekend and look, but it's Tuesday and you, you're bored and you want to look for a new F-250. You go ahead and you look around, you see a couple of different, you know, sites. What if on Thursday you got a phone call from, you know, Tim's Ford that said, hey, we're running a special this weekend. If you stop in, we'll give you $500 off or free clear coat or whatever. Which dealer are you going to go to? You're going to that one, not the other three. So that's that's really the idea behind it and how it's applicable, especially in the real estate space. They're going to go to the person they first talked to. I think the stat from NAR is like 83% of the people go with the first agent they talk to or meet. So as long as you're first, you're looking good. Thank you so much for explaining that. That actually, that makes perfect sense. So anybody listening right now that would be interested in minutepages.com, I just want for clarity here, because we have investors as well as agents, this could be used for wholesalers as well as realtors, correct? Absolutely. The main focus of the site initially is has been wholesalers. So uh, if you know Carrot, we are basically a smaller Carrot competitor. Same thing, looking for motivated sellers. Real estate agents use that as well. 
we do have IDX websites coming out in the next two or two to three weeks. They should be live and running. We're finishing some testing on a couple of the items right now, uh, but you'll have that same technology sitting on the back end of your regular real estate website. Cool. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense. I'm familiar with Carrot. I don't use it anymore, but I used to. So with Carrot or something like that, essentially you have this website, but it's useless unless you could drive traffic to it. So do you guys assist in any way to generate traffic or to give people ways to generate traffic? Or are you simply just doing the website backend? We do assist with that in the sense that every week we have a Wednesday training runs from one o'clock to two o'clock Eastern where everybody who's a user is invited to come in. Uh, we also do broadcasts for YouTube channel and our Facebook channel uh, for some of those trainings. Uh, we also have some SEO training that goes on in there as well, where we're teaching you how to put out blog content, how to do keyword research, how to basically SEO optimize your site because the money in that space in organic search is doing three to six months of consistent, at least once a week blog posting around keywords. We do have an entire library of blog posts that you can use uh, that comes with our 10X plan. You get five a month. So you go in there, you schedule, you know, your next five weeks of blog posts, but you can also go in there and put your hyper local content as well. Now that's the long-term play and that's the smart play. Uh, a lot of people don't, they want the easy button. But the long-term play is to get yourself on page one of Google and do it organically so you don't have ad or sponsored showing next to your site name. People are going to automatically, reflexively skip through those first three or four that are at the top because they know it's an, a paid ad. But the first one or two they see that doesn't have that, well, that person belongs there for whatever reason. So if you've written your content correctly around keywords that people are searching for a home sale, you're going to show up there and that's where you want to be. So I have some experience with PPC. And it's not cheap, man. I mean, I was spending 300, 500 bucks a day for the best leads I ever gotten before. So, I mean, it was totally worth it. But as you said, I was probably missing a lot of people because, you know, if you don't fill out the lead capture form with Carrot, they're basically lost in the weeds. So this kind of moves me on to the next question. Um, since you compared Minute Pages to Carrot already, what are the pros and cons of using Minute Pages versus Carrot? So right now, I'd say when we did our out-of-the-box comparison. We took an out-of-the-box carrot site and an out-of-the-box minute pages site. We had a company called Lead Ninja USA run pay-per-click ads. We ran a pair of $60 a day pay-per-click ads to both sites side by side. Uh, we had a 10% higher opt-in rate on the form fills. Um, and then obviously we picked up lead detector leads as well. So we ended up having a 10X um, improvement in total leads captured. Now, part of that could be because there's a lot more carrot sites out there and they look a little more clustered together and similar. Our sites are a little newer and fresher, we, we feel. Um, we have a, we've minimized some of the redundancy in it. So it's a, a cleaner, easier ask with multiple calls to actions on the site. So we, we think that was kind of why. We originally did a two-week test run and then we waited probably almost three months and we did a month-long test run. And each time the numbers came back just better. Even the guy that was running the pay-per-click campaign was like, Bob, just seeing a better return on what we're getting here for side-by-side -side sites. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Like if I got a 10x return on the leads I was getting when I was running 500 bucks a day to PPC, I would imagine I would have been raking even more. That's an absolutely absurd number. Cause like I was getting a couple phone calls every day, it felt like like I feel like I could have got 20. I'm in Chicago now. So, I mean, I'm, obviously my market's a little bit more competitive. 
Give me an idea how that would look, Pete. What does it look like in a super competitive market versus a, a less competitive one? So in, in that super competitive market, you're obviously, the idea is to lower your cost per click, your cost per lead, really. So if you're in Chicago and you're running the paperwork campaign right now, you're probably looking at anywhere from 90 to $150 a click, whether you get that person's info or not. So imagine if you were still getting those clicks, you don't change your ad spend, but you're getting 30% more leads. Now, those leads aren't necessarily going to be ready to buy today. Some of them might be or sell today rather. But as you do that month over month over month, you now have, you get a month down the road, you got, let's say you had a thousand visitors, you got 300 extra leads. Now it's month two. Now you got 600 extra leads. As long as you have somebody, whether it's an ISA, a VA, or you're doing it yourself, you have somebody following up those people at least once or twice a month until they tell you to kick rocks or they sell, you're going to compound that and you're just going to have that much more rolling for you. So those people that come in there in the very beginning, they're probably not ready to go right now. But two months from now, when you've been touching them every two weeks, every three, four weeks, they're going to be ready. So now all of a sudden you're sifting through a thousand, 2000 leads that are just been rolling month to month to month. You're going to end up just having a much higher hit rate for those people uh, as they get ready. But again, as you know, from pay-per-click, it takes, you know, anywhere from three months plus where you, you can't go out and expect to spend, you know, even $1,000, $2,000 a month and all of a sudden be a wash in leads. This is a compounding effect. So you have to have system processes and procedures in place to make sure you're following up with those. You'll get all the cherry pick stuff on the bottom. But if you really want to make the big bucks, you got to go ahead and just sift through that information. They're out there. They're going to start looking. They'll find somebody else when they're ready if you're not there for them. So you're recommending a pretty diverse marketing strategy here. You have the website. You want it to be predominantly SEO driven if possible. But if not, you could get some paid traffic there and convert 10 times more leads here. You don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. You want to put them into a Facebook retargeting audience so that they could see you there. You may want to send them a postcard, um, have some VA give them a call every 30 days or whatever until they buy or sell. Am I following you correctly? 100%. Don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You got to diversify what you're doing because there's, there's nothing saying that Facebook can't have another lawsuit from the government and take away retargeting or Facebook campaigns or Google can't get a wild hair and say, yeah, you know what? We're not going to allow housing ads anymore. So you got to have multiple avenues to hit people and people search multiple ways too. They could be on their phone. They could be on a desktop. They could be at work. So the more ways that they can find you or see you, the better. Uh, the, the postcards you mentioned, we actually have an integration where you're able to send out postcards that'll go out to those, those people. They get a postcard in the mail. Oh, it's good. You, you might look at it. If, you, if you're maybe interested, if you have just a phone number on there, they're probably not going to call it. They don't want to talk to somebody. If you have a website or a QR code they can scan and go to a website, they're going to go look at it. And now you're going to know that that guy came from a postcard. And then if you, you know, you, you captured them, so that's going to be, hey, let's call that guy. That, that guy looked. And you wouldn't have known that he looked if you didn't have a site that was capturing that he, that he landed there or she. Politically correct. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. Um, it's just giving me a lot of ideas because as you said, if you send out the postcards and you know who you sent the postcards to, you could do that cold, but then you can see who's accessing your site. So it's like, oh, this guy is somebody that was a postcard that you sent out. And then you can connect the dots there. I can see how this could really compound quickly. Um, so you've mentioned paid traffic a few times. I would love to get your take on it because everybody's got a different one. Like what paid traffic resources would you recommend to other people and, and why? 
So I would recommend a researching whoever you're going to use for paid traffic, because there are just a host of people out there that went to a seminar and think they know how to run a Facebook ad or a pay-per-click campaign. And they're not created equal, like not even remotely close. You can learn how to do it yourself, but it does take time and you got to be dedicated to doing it. You got to split test. You got to do everything under the sun. If you can afford to do it, you're much better off finding a reputable place that specializes in what you're looking for, not just a generic ad company. And, and let them run it for you. Just like know that you're going to be a three to six month endeavor to start getting real returns off of that. Um, it's just, it's, it's ever changing and you have to know what your market is. So I spent a good amount of money on Facebook ads for a stretch and I would get leads and I couldn't get any conversions. And I was like, maybe, maybe I just suck on the phones. Maybe I'm a terrible phone person. I don't do well. I, I sell volume, but I can't close these leads. I brought in two separate companies that I know from experience with um, other agents that are killing it in other markets. I mean, just they, they run ads and like this ad kills it. It does great. We're getting all these conversions. I'm pulling deals out of thin air. I'm like, great. Come run it in my market. I want I want to prove that I just, I'm terrible. At one point, we ran 813 leads through this one company. The president of the company called me. He goes, what the hell's wrong with your market? He's like, not a single person will talk to us. They hang up. They so at that point, when it, that basically happened twice, I'm like, it's got to be me, is what was my thought. Um, and it wasn't. It's just my market doesn't do well with it. We do better with pay-per-click, but if I'm uh, north of Baltimore, if you try to run pay-per-click in Baltimore, it's like a buck and a quarter a lead because there's so much competition in a tight city. I only use Facebook ads locally for me as branding. People, I see people out all the time. Oh, we, we see your ads. I see this. I see that. So they see it, they recognize it, and when I go in and talk to somebody, I'll invariably hear, oh, yeah, I saw you on Facebook. So I only use it for brand recognition for me personally, locally. But I know some other areas of the country absolutely crush with Facebook, crush with pay-per-click. And it really depends on what your market's doing. So you got to kind of – there is the Facebook ad library where you can go in and look at your competitors and see what they're running. So if you go into uh, – just type in – uh, Facebook ad library, competitor research in Google. It'll tell you how to do it. You can see what your competitors are running for ads. And if you see somebody with two or three ads that have been running for six months plus, they're getting results on that ad. So you can go and look to rip off and duplicate it. But I, I bet you in a chunk of markets, you won't have that many running that long because they're just, depending on where you are, not as good. I love the shade you threw at some marketing agencies towards the beginning. And I think it was important um, because this Facebook marketing agency thing is a business model now that a lot of kids are doing. And the way that they're being taught is to sell and then figure it out. So if you don't know who you're working for is actually reputable, um, you better be working with the right person because anybody could learn Facebook ads in an afternoon, but you can't get good at them unless you actually get some actual experience. Um, and you also hit on a couple other things like Google versus Facebook for me. Like I prefer PPC by a landslide because I feel like somebody typing in Google, I need to sell my house. It has far more intention than somebody that sees my Facebook ad that's just sitting there and they might click it. They might fill out a form like you could do retargeting and create lookalike audiences with a Facebook or like say you get an absentee owner list or something. You could convert those leads. But they're still not going to be as good as the Google ones, in my opinion. I would agree with that 
You also mentioned Facebook, like you're trying to grow an audience on Facebook. That's your preference. You're not looking for leads. And I think that's the correct approach. Like, especially if you have engagement, it is so cheap to run an engagement campaign, which snowballs your engagement, which gets you even more engagement because Facebook loves it when you're getting engagement. So, I mean, you can do that for two to $5 a day and that'll grow a lot quicker your engagement. I mean, it's not going to lead to money right away. But over time, if you do that for a year or two, like all of a sudden you have this massive audience to speak to. Well, it's, I mean, we usually recommend, or I recommend, doing six bucks a day. It's not a big spend, but it just gives you that those impressions. It does get you some engagement. And like I said, when you walk in the door and you meet somebody, you invariably get, oh, I see you all over the place. You're so busy. So whether you're busy or not, it looks like it. And they're going to find you. You know, they're going to find you and it, it's cheap. So now on a pay-per-click side, like you said, that is higher intent by far. But try to convince a real estate agent to pay 75 to 125 a click for you may or may not get an ad. And they, they have a hard time uh, getting that out of their head. And they're like, well, I can run six bucks a day and get a thousand potential people of which you might get one or two. I'm like, well, all right, let's do the math there. You just spend, you know, five, six hundred dollars for a month. And you may get one person. Or you spend $500 for the month and you get five people who typed it in, like you said, to Google for sell my house or buy a house. They actually intentionally typed it in. So higher intent leads are definitely going to be better. Um, but like you said, for brand recognition, Facebook is, uh, right. I'd still, I'd say it's still king right now just because it's everywhere and you're going to get seen cheap. Oh yeah. There, there's tremendous opportunity there. I just personally, I'm not a huge fan of the Facebook lead ads. Um, you could get them cheap, but you know, you'd be looking at like a one to 3% conversion rate, which is fine if you don't mind pounding the phones all the time. But <laughs> um, I would rather do the engagement game. Like you just recommended six bucks a day. And you know, over time you get people reaching out to you and they're warm connections, which is just far superior than, you know, calling these 100 leads a month that you're generating and you're only closing one deal. That's just, it's not as efficient if you ask me. Minutepages.com. You've been around for a little bit now. What does your business look like now? How has it been growing? Uh, so we had to actually go and refine our business. Uh, we were running kind of more of the technical side of ads because my, I'm more technical and uh, our, our partner who handled more of the design, he is, he is deep in, a, in the technical weeds and we're, we're geeking out on it. And we realized that like the geek message is not working with agents and wholesalers. They're not quite like, we're, you know, data points are like, oh my God, we get this, this, that, and the other. And we're like, you know what? We need to explain it in a in a different way. We changed over our marketing and, and realized we needed to move to more of a explaining and showing how it works and how it benefits you. And as soon as we did that, we we probably our business is up 35, 40% just from making that switch in the last like month and a half. So now we're having we have calls every day. We do demo calls myself and one of the other partners. Um, we handle all the demos right now. We've got a sales team coming on that we're training up to, to handle them. Um, but basically, it was a, changing it to more of a learning uh, experience of saying, here's how this works. And this is why we started doing the coaching as well, because we've got people that either they're just getting into wholesaling. They know they need to have a website for that credibility, influence, and authority online, but they're not quite sure what to do. And if I can hand you a website. If you don't know what to do with it, what good is it? Then you're going to come back and say that, oh, it, it was terrible because I didn't get any leads. I'll follow back up with you and say, well, what'd you do? Well, I turned the website on. I'm like, okay, so you, you didn't know how to wholesale or whatnot. So we 
you know, we started working through that. We actually ended up uh, forming a partnership with Justin Colby in the science of flipping. He's a national coach, um, teaches wholesaling, and we have access to his library for coaching. So we've got five training modules that actually walk through like the basics of here's how you do wholesaling, here's how you structure deals, here's how you do marketing. Um, so we've given that to our clients as well. It's just that comes with the package. We're like, hey, you've got access to this. If you know what you're doing, great. If you don't, you're just starting, you're trying to get into it. Well, here's somebody who does thousands of deals and coaches people. Here's a step-by-step process. So we, we realized pretty, it took a little minute, but as soon as we realized that it was time to like teach people how to do the business, that's when the business started really taking off for us. That makes a lot of sense. I love what you said towards the beginning there. You said you were marketing and you guys were all geeked out about the data and stuff like that, but the agents just weren't feeling you. Um, makes a lot of sense. You know, you have to know the, um, the copywriting coach I went through, he calls it an empathy map. Like if you don't know how to speak to your target, um, you're going to end up not hitting it, right? So <laughs> um, it makes sense um, that the shift ended up producing you much more income because, you know, you're speaking to your audience much better. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I think that's a really important note for anybody listening, like know who you're talking to when you're trying to market something, speak to their feelings, speak to their emotions, and you're going to sell a lot more. Um, so Pete, what is minute pages going to look like in the future? So we've, we've got a couple pretty awesome things that are coming up. Uh, we've got the new improved data feed. So we're about to start pulling in a lot more data points that is being beta, data tested right now. So we are getting to the point where we're going to have things like how much income, what's your mortgage payment? Do you have a mortgage payment? Are you behind? Are you in pre-foreclosure? We're going to have access to all of that soon. This is going to make the conversations that agents and wholesalers have with people completely different. If you know someone's situation going in, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to tailor what you're talking to them about. Uh, and like you had said, have more empathy and understand that somebody's going through something. So. It's a lot easier to have that conversation if you kind of have an idea going in, then you're going in cold and somebody gives you a pretty hard rebuff and you're like, oh, well, they're just, they didn't like me and you walk away. Well, you don't know that they've got this, that, and the other going on. So that's going to be very helpful. Uh, we have the agent pages with the IDX function coming up. That'll be ready to go soon. And the biggest thing that we have coming is that we have divorced the technology from the Minute Pages sites. So probably March 1st, maybe a little before then, uh, you'll be able to take the same tech that we have and drop it on any website, just about any vertical. So if you are in car sales, insurance sales, banking, um, anything, we'll be able to take that same tech and drop it into your site code um, and pull that same information. And then we'll have a data set that we can provide to you customized. What are you looking to get? Do you need these five pieces? Do you need all 100? We can push all that information over to you. So. We're, we're also, like we said about having multiple angles to go at for real estate, we're doing the same thing with Minute Pages, multiple different angles rather than having all your eggs in one basket. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was just like, man, this could apply to pretty much any industry that there is. Um, so the scalability of this company is absolutely insane, man. Um, congrats to you. I'm wishing you guys the best of success. Um, Pete, I'd love to know, this is the Freedom Chasers podcast, man. What does freedom mean to Pete Thorpe? Freedom to me means being able to do kind of what I want, when I want, <laughs> and not worry about, uh, can I afford to go do that? Can I, uh, is it okay if I take out some money to go do this? Um, it's really about letting me kind of work on my terms and do what I want. I'm actually leaving tomorrow to go to Canada with my daughter 
taking her on a ski trip. We're going up there for five days, meeting some friends. Um, and I'm not sweating it. I'm like, I, I can go up there. We're going to ski, come back. That's good. So that's really kind of what it means for me is being able to do what you want when you want within reason. You know, it's not like I won the uh, billion dollar lottery, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's what it is, right? I mean, that's essentially, that's probably the definition of freedom, being able to do what you want whenever you want to. So you hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, we just hit 2023, man. What are your goals for the year? So for 2023, uh, it's, it's funny you say that because in 2022, part of the goal was to get minute pages off the ground. Real estate was trucking along for me. And we got really down into the weeds and then it pages at the probably the start of the fourth quarter. And I, I slacked on my real estate side, not intentionally. It just sort of happened. And then the interest rate spiked up and I was like, ah, it's fine. I, I wasn't paying as much attention. Then I went and looked back and I'm like, Oh, I had a little bit of revenue hit in there because I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't doing the things that I preach about follow up and cons being consistent with that stuff. So basically it's ramping that back up. I do have a small team here, so it's feeding the team and then continuing with minute pages and growing minute pages out. We'd like to be right now, I'd say by the end of the year, we want to be at at least a thousand subscribers. Got a little ways to go, um, but we'll, we'll get there as we uh, push everything through. So it's kind of splitting the focus between those two, getting the real estate back where I want it to be. Need to be north of say about 15 million a year in revenue, uh, not revenue, but in uh, sales for just real estate. And that's between the two states. And then minute pages, at least a thousand subscribers and, and counting from there. Very cool, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what minute pages does. Uh, I'm going to check it out myself a little bit. I'm sure um, there's a lot of things that you said that intrigue me. So I'll be taking a look into it. Um, thank you for sharing your goals, man. Best of luck to you. Also, thank you for being a little bit vulnerable there. You admitted that you kind of slacked off a little bit and it happens. I mean, I did the same thing last year. Um, <laughs> you got to pay when you don't do your work. Um, it's that simple, right? So um, absolutely tremendous stuff. Pete, anybody listening right now that wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do so? Actually, if you, if you go to petethorpe.io, that has everything that I've got. It's got my, it's like a link tree, but it's uh, built on phone sites. Um, so it's got my real estate business. It has minute pages. Anything I'm doing is going to be on there. Petethorpe.io. All right. There you have it, everybody. Go check out Pete Thorpe's website. Check out minutepages.com. Um, looks like they're doing a lot of cool stuff. So thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business, Pete. And to those of you out there chasing freedom, please give us a like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are worth more than money right now. So please do what you can to support the show so that we can continue to support you. And remember that freedom is acquired one action at a time. Pick no more than three of the strategies that we discuss on this show and take massive imperfect action and then tell somebody you know that can help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one.